and welcome to Rookie Lab. My name is Painter, and my pronouns are she, her, they, and them. And I'm Smitty, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. We're here to talk about hockey and what comes with it. We are not gatekeepers. We welcome fans new and old. We are also not insiders, so take most, if not all, of what we say with a grain of salt. All links and sources we mentioned will be linked on our blog, wookielap.wordpress.com. And this week we are very lucky because Smitty is talking about men's hockey, and I'm very excited. Well, you can be excited, I guess, but there's not a whole lot going on, really. It's a relatively slow week, I felt like. Yeah, or the two weeks, really. Yeah. Um, but so in in men's hockey, we in the last two weeks we've seen we saw we saw well we we have seen, but also we saw. The U.S. was disappointed by Slovakia in the Olympics, which, as far as this podcast is concerned, okay, sure, whatever. But yeah. Ostrich Man Strassmann was disappointed. Yeah. More importantly, Ostrich Man was disappointed, and yeah. that is the more devastating part to me. Right. However, the I suppose if you want to look at it this way, uh, and I know someone on this podcast definitely does, <laughs> Finland – won the gold medal which makes me very excited i'm not gonna try and pretend that i'm not excited that finland won the gold medal um but i'm gonna try and chill out but i also refuse to because it's exciting yeah and i mean the fact that they won a gold medal and they were playing russia for that gold medal like that that's impressive on a level I, I don't know. Besides even just winning, besides winning a gold medal at the Olympics, winning a gold medal in hockey against Russia is for, especially for Finland, it's not China, not China. It's not Canada. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freudian slip. Um, <laughs> not necessarily, but you know. <laughs> and slightly tangential, but that means that both the men's and women's, I know we're getting into women's just slightly here, mm-hmm. but both men's and women's did end up getting medals Yeah, this year. Men's getting the gold, but women's getting the bronze, which is exciting as well. So love to see Finland's hockey programs thriving, especially love seeing them get a gold. <laughs> yeah, that is, and I think a lot of people, a lot of hockey commentators or whatever were finally forced to really pay attention to finland mm-hmm. they've been sort of not paying attention to a lot of other nordic countries sweden yeah, maybe you know weird. i kind of i kind of count sweden because we have enough swedish player players in the nhl that mm-hmm. it feels like they get paid attention to a little bit more but finland and really norway get kind of forgotten They do, which is so strange because especially in the past, like, I want to say five years or so, Finland's program has really gotten a lot more prominent. And I I guess now you can say dominant because Mm -hmm. getting gold is a big deal. And it's just it's nice to see a team outside of like the expected ones. Yeah, to be the ones that come out on top, and also I just love the Finnish program. I love watching their games; it's a good time. So, my last piece of news comes from Collingwood, Ontario, and the OJHL, which is not a major league for anyone who's new to hockey. It's a junior hockey league. 
Ontario's Junior Hockey League. And a lot of prospects tend to come from these junior hockey leagues, particularly in Canada. Usually the Americans come up through the collegiate system, mm-hmm. while the Canadians come through the junior hockey league system. Just, that's not always the case, but it feels... But it makes sense. Yeah. So, the, um, at this arena, it's the Eddie Bush Arena, mm-hmm. and it was in Collingwood, there was a pickup game that was happening before an OJHL game, and one of the players in this pickup game suffered a heart attack oh my goodness on ice and really obviously already a scary situation for everyone involved Mm -hmm. but it's a really lucky thing and a really good thing that there was going to be an ojhl game later in the day because the trainers were there for that team and the trainers I'm going to mispronounce at least one name, and I apologize. Um, Jen Vicunas, uh, that, that trainer. Right. Jen, Jen Vicunas, Lindsay O'Neill, and Greg Johnston all sort of took part in, whether it was CPR, calling 911, uh, getting the defibrillator. Mm-hmm. They all kind of rushed to help this player that was not on either of the teams that were going to be playing, but they saw a player collapse. People obviously worried and went into action mode, as it were. I love that. I love that they were there. Yeah. So there was actually, uh, let me see. Hang on. Oh, yeah. So Aurora, the head coach, Greg Johnston, Greg Johnston is the coach for one of the OJHL teams mm-hmm. that was going to play. Um, and he was he's played for the Maple Leafs and Bruins. I don't remember his name, but Greg Johnston is also not exactly uh, a name that <laughs> that you remember. So, mm-hmm. but he he does work now as a constable with the Barry Police Service and mm. He apparently has had to do CPR before on duty. I don't think he's ever had to do CPR when he's on duty as the head coach. That was not not. made clear to me, but, you know, I think I might be able to deduce that. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, Viacunas and O'Neill worked the defibrillator. Defibrillator, I cannot say that word. I apologize. Uh, Johnston did CPR, and they did that until paramedics arrived and... Now, I mean, the victim is obviously, he had a heart attack. It's not exactly, he's not in great shape, but he's alive. So, uh, and he's in stable condition, according to the family. That's good. The name of the guy has, sorry, the name of the guy has not been released for privacy concerns. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just, I I saw someone say that, I, I don't know if it was on, I can't remember where, but I saw someone kind of react to this and say this is why defibrillators should be in every arena. And the fact that that's not apparently the case is surprising to me. Well, it's not surprising to me because oftentimes if things aren't regulated, they don't happen. Yeah. Especially in multi-million dollar corporations that yeah. want to cut corners mm-hmm. anywhere that they can. Yeah. I do know that... They're more, there's, 
in the past like five ten years more defibrillators mm-hmm. are in arenas yeah and i know in the last couple of years since uh there was a player uh, on the blues who did have i believe a heart attack and mm-hmm. it was not it would not he would most likely have not survived if there hadn't been a defibrillator yeah at whatever arena they were at so i think in the last couple of years especially there's been sort of a push like oh well maybe perhaps we we should have this life-saving thing (laughs) this life-saving medical device you know on hand in case case. yeah these guys and women Mm -hmm. who play this highly dangerous sport Mm mm-hmm that wrecks havoc on your lungs and heart mm-hmm. have on, like, maybe it's a good idea that we have this thing ready to go. What surprised me, what really was surprising about there not being defibrillators is that arenas, especially NHL arenas, tend to have, you know, the crowds of 20,000 people or so. The idea of not having defibrillators in places where there are that many people scares me i guess no that makes sense and to you it's like why did we not consider the possibility of having this thing that like it i don't know it's just it's fascinating to me the things which we don't think about Mm -hmm. when there are things that truly should just be in place as is Right. And to be fair to, I mean, obviously corporations can suck it and everything, but it's hard to prepare for the worst if you don't necessarily think that the worst could or should or would happen. Mm -hmm. Like when you're creating, when you're, if I just built an ice rink in my backyard I'm not necessarily going to think that my friend who comes over to skate is going to fall and hit their head. It might happen, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's one of those things. I'm like, I'm trusting you to not, even though that's not something you can necessarily control. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's one of those things. Where I'm like, You don't really think of it until suddenly there's a need, and then you're like, why isn't that there? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So... But those that those were my news. It's been a real quiet week otherwise. Well, two weeks. <laughs> it's been a real quiet time otherwise, so in men's hockey. And actually it's been a little quiet in women's hockey as well. Um well or rather there's been a focus on just a couple of different things. One being good and well, I think very good. And rather interesting, Um, as we know, the Olympics just finished up not too long ago. And the gold medal game between the U.S. and Canada, Canada being the victor, if you did not know, uh, person who was listening. But I think what's really fascinating, what's a really good indicator that women's hockey is, in fact, well-liked and watched and, like, should be promoted is that the gold medal game between the u.s and canada had 
3.54 million viewers on NBC. That's a lot of now, people. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing that I think we need to remember. That game started at 11.15 p.m. Eastern Time. I wasn't awake. I watched part of it. Wow. And I had regrets the next day because I had to get up pretty early. <laughs> what, but day, I watched what day part was of it. that? What day of the week was that? Uh, Wednesday. Oh, yeah. There was no way I was going to be awake for that. Yeah, I had regrets. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then in Canada, it had over 2 million, just over 2 million viewers. But it makes it the second most watched game of hockey overall since like 2019 and that's more viewers than any nhl game this season you love to see it you absolutely love to see it and it's a growth too from last uh olympics as well so but i just think that's so cool and that it's an excellent indicator of the possible growth that Mm -hmm. women's hockey can have yeah now, on the other hand, <laughs> um, this is not necessarily bad news, but it's interesting news that we'll want to keep an eye on, I think. Okay. So, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about the P- the Professional Hockey Federation. It's... Premier Hockey Federation, yeah, excuse uh, me. Uh, you know, I'm, I am tired enough that you could have said that, and I would be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I I apologize, Premier Federation, Premier Hockey Federation. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long day. Uh, Cut that out. Uh, Okay. The current, well, the commissioner is uh, leaving at the end of the season. Okay. Uh, Tyler to I don't know. We're going to call it Tyler. Tyler is leaving. Okay. So this is interesting for a couple of different reasons. First, we talked before about how they just got that new uh, deal to where they'll be able to, um, you know, have higher salary caps. They're expecting to add two teams into the, in the next several years and in the hopes to entice previous players and players who are a part of the other league, the PWF. Yeah. The players association, the PWH, um, they're trying to recruit them back, but the PWHPA players haven't really been super into it so far. There has been one former Olympian that's come over, uh, Callie, Kali Flanagan. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't really been super, super successful. But what's interesting to me about uh, Tyler Tuminian, or however you say her name, I'm sorry, I'm bad at names. She just had that interim part of interim tag taken off in, like, August. Oh, was that recent? Yeah. Oh. Like, she's been involved mm-hmm. with the league for a couple of years at this point. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I know the name and, like, been around that general sphere, but mm-hmm. I just never – time time doesn't exist, so. Yeah, but it's it's been relatively recent because, I mean, it was August 
when she stopped being an interim commissioner and she became yeah. the actual commissioner. And to be fair, she did some serious work in the meantime mm-hmm. with getting the ESPN Plus deals yeah. and everything else. But she also there was also some mishandling with Lake Placid yeah. and the departure of the CWHL and then the CWHL falling apart, then the rise of the PWHPA and yeah. the Ball Cup and everything else. And so I get why she's not leaving now because she wants to make sure that this Isabel Cup is good. Mm-hmm. But apparently they've known since like January that she was planning to dip at the end of the season. Wow. Um, but they just announced it like yesterday or a couple of days ago rather. Did she or the league give any reason why? Personal reasons. Oh, okay. uh, that was really all that was said. All um, right. Give Which, us nothing. Give us, yeah, right? <laughs> you go, Rockstar, give us nothing. Nope. Um, it, it's not necessarily, and this is what's really fascinating to me, is she basically isn't resigning. She's just requesting that they don't renew her contract. Oh. So it's like. What happens if they do renew her contract? I what? <laughs> I don't. Like, that, that can you imagine like, if? Yeah. They... <laughs> that seems like something where like someone submits a letter of resignation and then someone says no. I'm like, well, I'm not yeah. showing up. So. <laughs> yeah, like I'm. That would be like me going up to my boss and being like, "Hey, I know that you need me around, and yeah. you like me, but um, can you just not give me a contract for next year?" And then them just being like. I'm going to give you a contract for next Yeah, it doesn't... What? Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's just... It's a very weird situation to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if it... She's saying that's personal reasons. She needs to take care of herself and those yeah. around her 100%. And to be fair, the league is not exactly uh, stable. So True. I don't necessarily blame her for... If it's not, if she's saying personal reasons and it's not personal reasons, I don't, I won't necessarily blame her for being like, actually, I'm good. I don't need all this. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just, it's, it's odd. Yeah. And I mean, I would hope that we're sort of at the point now where you don't necessarily have to be completely honest with why you were leaving, but you could at least not flat out lie. Yeah. I guess. I mean, unless, obviously, and the fact that she is sim- simply requesting, like, hey, don't renew my contract, that doesn't necessarily, to me at least, that doesn't tell me that there's something bad going on, necessarily. Yeah. It's just, maybe she wanted a change of scenery. Who knows? Yeah. So, I know, it personally, if I were in her job, like, in her position, in her job, recently i would take the next exit not because i don't like Mm -hmm. hockey or anything it's just everything's been so stressful you kind of wanted to get the league through the hardest bits and then now that there is some semblance of a foundation maybe Mm -hmm. you can feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. leaving it just it does feel weird to like have the foundation and then just be like yep bye yeah, and to be fair, too, she might even – I mean, she's she's worked with minor league baseball teams in the past. Mm-hmm. She might be looking to get back into that. She might just be like, well, I got y'all through this. 
I'm good now because yeah. this hot mess. And the front office of the league has been cleared out before. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I it's with the direction that the league is going, it's going to be interesting to watch who they pick next. Yeah. Cuz I I feel like to me the league is sort of on the PHF is sort of on a like knife point. Mm-hmm. On one hand, it could fall and to on one side and be really good and start to entice these like serious players and become a genuine like well-watched league. And on the other, we could go back to the days of when we had this whole conversation about the Buffalo Buttes being sold back to the league about mm-hmm. when you know, the Devils ended their partnership with the Riveters about mm-hmm. when the Boston Pride uh, had that whole thing about being purchased and being independently owned, but then there was this whole thing about it. And mm-hmm. it's going to be really fascinating to watch what happens the next couple of years, I think. Yeah. Because they need stability. Most definitely. Don't we all? Yeah. Yeah. I also need like sanity but that's another conversation but (laughs) they definitely need more stability so i'm i'm interested to see who comes next and what kind of contract they have they offer Mm -hmm. to try and make that stability built in are you ready to talk about rules yeah absolutely all right the most boring rules in the entire we've said that every week every week so far has been so boring (laughs) and to be fair well yeah and to be fair these rules, so the, the rules, the first four, really, are not exactly, uh, they're not the sexy rules, so. No, they are not sexy rules, but good news, my friends, we are getting closer and closer to the end of the not sexy rules. <laughs> that is that is true. Don't you love it? Because you, we're we finally going to start getting into, like, teams and players and captains soon. Yeah, yeah we can smell it, so. Uh, yeah. Because teams and players and captains are, they are smelly. No, that so. is true. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have a rebuttal for that because it's true. It is true. Hockey equipment is stank. Yeah. And from what I've seen about personal hygiene, with they even all just live like gremlins. Men in general, I don't want any part of it. So. Uh, same. So. Tell us about Rule 4, Painter. So, Rule 4 is about signal devices and timing. Woo! We love to see it. Now, I actually am quite glad about this because I am sure if this was not in place, some of these things in place, then uh, fisticuffs would ensue. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> They're very, it's a very important rule. It's just, an extremely important It's just rule. something that you don't necessarily think about, and I'm glad no. that someone has. <laughs> yeah, because, who goodness. Yep. So, essentially, Rule 4 talks about how it, there has to be certain devices that are utilized to sound at the conclusion of each period, and they have to sound automatically, mm-hmm. and if the device doesn't sound what happens if it doesn't sound and what are the what the rules are and how it's been then determined by the game clock mm-hmm. and how in the back behind the goal there is a light that it will be red mm-hmm. if there's a goal and green for the end of the period or the end of the game i don't 
I don't know if it's just been me not paying attention to it, but I've never, I feel like I've never seen that. I've noticed it when I've gone to games in my home arena just uh-huh. because okay. the way that where I usually sit, because remember I like to sit in the corner, mm-hmm. I see it then. Okay. But I don't tend to notice it when I'm watching a game on TV. Yeah. I Yeah, and I mean, I don't, I haven't gone to as many hockey games in person as mm-hmm. you, but I also tend to be... I don't. I don't know. Like at the end of periods and at the end of games, I'm not necessarily looking at where, at those where the lights are behind the goals. So, yeah, you know, maybe yeah. Like I said, it it, uh, it was something that surprised me when I read it because I was like, I haven't really seen that. But that's most. I'm not the most observant person in the world, so I wouldn't be surprised if I missed it. Well, my first thought whenever I see that is always like, well, why is it not green for goal? Yeah, that's true. Like, that's always my first thought when I'm like, mm-hmm. why is it red? Why not green? I know yeah. it's red because it's like, yay, exciting. Yeah. We want well, you to notice it. Yeah. That's, but at the, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like. Or why not, like, like green it for the home team goal and red? I don't know. Well, probably because, I mean, they do switch between periods. So that I know, but you bit. can have, you can have, like, I mean, cop cars manage to have two lights. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not. I'm also not trusting the equipment that is uh, often knocked against. Okay. Yeah. Good uh, point. <laughs> I I will concede. <laughs> you can't win against me. I was a debate team champion. What is also very fun to me is that the light that is near the timekeeper's bench that's you know that mm-hmm. it lights up during commercial timeouts it apparently is only able to be controlled by a national hockey league commercial coordinator because that's a job you can have right yeah a commercial coordinator <laughs> and honestly sometimes i am surprised when they choose to do that so yeah. you know but i have never i again i'm not exa- apparently i'm not the most observant person when it comes to lights which could be a bad sign for my driving. Um, but <laughs> I think it is a bad sign for your driving. <laughs> but I didn't, I'd never really noticed that light at like a game. When I am at a game, I never really noticed it. And I mean, maybe, I, maybe we're not, have you seen it? Yeah, but remember, I also tend to sit in the lower bowl. Oh, yeah. Is it? Because I, yeah, and I tend to sit higher up, so if it's, like, covered by something and it's really only meant for, like, people on the ice, I wouldn't see it. Plus, there's a person. I'm usually sitting, like, behind the penalty area, so I'm Mm -hmm. facing the bench, so I wouldn't see it if someone's in the way, basically. Yeah, that makes sense. It's not exactly a big light. I've seen it, Mm -hmm. but only because, like, I'll sit on the ed- end of a row mm-hmm. and I'll be slightly turned and like only like half paying attention to be like, Oh, what's that light? You know? <laughs> and it's like, Oh, there's a light there. And y- yeah. you know, things of that nature, mm-hmm. but I don't really actively look for it. That yeah. is for sure. Yeah. And I don't really like think about the light. I just find it very fun that there's a national hockey league commercial coordinator mm-hmm. and that there is a light <laughs> that they get to push the button for. Mm-hmm. Um, to yeah. make it so that oh it is time for yeah. a commercial break Woo! Yeah, that i is, find that yeah, very fun it is their job to turn on a light because i'm sure they're think not there's one for every single team 
like or do you think like they sit like do you think they sit red zone style (laughs) and like like just like (laughs) press these buttons i have no idea i I can't i like that idea but right i don't i don't know i don't that sounds exhausting, though, on the nights when they have, like, ten games going yeah. on at the same time. I that would, sounds exhausting. I would bet that, I don't know, there's a part of me that says maybe there's someone in Toronto making that decision. And then, like, you have, like, uh, however many, you need, you know, 15 commercial coordinators all assigned to a game, or 16 now, I guess all assigned mm-hmm. to a game at most and then they just there's like one person do, i don't but i don't know so but it's an interesting idea that you know they're there watching that game and they're the ones who decide when they go to commercial so if you ever have an issue i'm sure you could go on linkedin and find someone who is a national hockey league commercial coordinator and ask them why did they go to commercial at that time instead of another time and all of that i wouldn't recommend doing that because it's a little bit creepy but you could you could you'd be like well why do we go to commercial break at the 10 minute mark and Mm -hmm. not at the seven minute mark like why why are we going to commercial break then yeah how or how frustrating is it for you when play continues for so long (laughs) (laughs) that you can't Get a commercial in at the right, yeah, at the right time, I guess. So like the time that you've planned, yeah, they've played through. Now, what do you do? Yeah, like do you, do the same commercials run? Is it like a, like what's happening here? Right. These are things I would like to know. Yeah, I would like to know if they occur because yes. Yeah, but just nosy. Oh, I'm extremely nosy. <laughs> I am. I want to know everything at all times. Well, speaking of times, mm-hmm. Rule 4 also deals with timing devices. Yes, it does. Uh, I personally enjoy that all of, the, all of the clocks have to be electronic, and it specifies that mm-hmm. because <laughs> me, I would go in there with analog clocks. <laughs> you would. You demon. Like, well, you absolutely would. Well, you know, you got to have chaos somewhere. No. Yeah. No, no, you don't. Mm. Sometimes it's okay to not have chaos, but only occasionally. Okay. If but you I, in, in this case, I would say it's good because I can only imagine the chaos would very quickly turn into anarchy. Yeah. Because, I, you know what? I was going to say something very mean, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, Good job. <laughs> and I, I think I can hear it from here, <laughs> what you were going to say. So, but, I, yeah, I mean, I get it. I actually, I wouldn't do it consistently. It would be just one of those, like, a, a theme night or something. You have a watch theme night or something where you have, like, a disclaimer mm-hmm. where it's says, by the way, all of the timekeeping will be done in analog clocks this time around, so be aware. Except for the referees or whatever, they can have a little watch. Like the referees mm-hmm. in soccer, they have a little watch that tell you how much time. <laughs> yeah, because I don't need them thinking about math when... Okay, but can you imagine like a referee looks down at their watch and they <laughs> skate directly into the boards? 
that would be I, just I only, completely I, get their shot their shit rocked only want to see it once only once but i want to see it i okay so one thing i i did notice this bit in a game where the game time clock does measure the time remaining in tenths of a second during the last minute of each period and as someone with anxiety Mm-hmm. If they really wanted to up the ante a little bit, they oh, could no. just keep having the tenths of a second the entire game. I don't think I'd be able to focus on the game. I, I would just, and I mean, up the anxiety. Like to me, I, I can pretty much like, okay, whatever. But other people who like normal people who don't have anxiety, normal people, well. It's very funny. Don't have anxiety. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) But I think it would up the ante just a little bit for them. Mm -hmm. You know, just be like, oh, it's in tenths of a second the entire time. They got to get going. They got to get going. They got to get going. Time is running out, you know. So, like we do in the last minute, you know. Anything else about rule four that we want to talk about? Not at this time, no. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. now we go into Smitty's Hockey history corner segment yeah whatever it is so (laughs) sort of related to the timing of games and such i suppose i looked into why hockey has periods as hopefully everyone who's listening knows there are three periods in a hockey game every period is 20 minutes but that's very unique for for sports in general if you watch american football it's you have quarters of 15 minutes there's four of them because it's a quarter right Mm -hmm. you have baseball is its own thing we're not gonna baseball has its own issues Mm -hmm. currently you have basketball which has different rules depending on if you're watching college or nba and i don't remember which is which so (laughs) So, but there's one has quarters and one has halves. I know that. I don't know which is which. So, my apologies. Uh, I think the NBA is the one that has quarters, I think. Yeah, see, I don't know. So, good for them. But most <laughs> but most sports that Americans and Canadians really, I don't know how popular soccer is in Canada, deals in halves and quarters. Even really baseball, like you have an inning that's cut in half, mm-hmm. right? So there, baseball is normal about one thing. So why? Mm. <laughs> I said one thing. I didn't say <laughs> one very small thing. <laughs> uh, so why does hockey have three periods yeah. already? So actually, it didn't. O- it was at one point, quote unquote, normal. In the late 1800s and the early 1900s, hockey used to be played in two 30-minute halves. Ah. Uh, the problem with the two halves, obviously... Uh, wait, Painter, can you tell me what a problem would be with two 30-minute halves? Um, they're very long. They are very long. What else? The half would be quite long to play as a hockey player. The other reason is because of the ice. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. the ice would not be in great condition by the end of the half. You would have gouges in the ice by that point, essentially. And snow became an issue 
because uh, that's what mm. gets created when you skate if you haven't ever been skating before um, yeah. as you cut through the ice it snows sort of sort of which is very fun it is and because of that really it slowed the game down as well so making so already the players are tired after 30 minutes you know if you're at minute 25 of complete no stop play you're exhausted Mm -hmm. but then you're also playing on ice that is of not great quality by that point so you start really slowing down yeah so started to consider both the quality of the game and the quality of the ice yeah and decided to instead of two 30-minute halves, they decided to do three 20-minute periods. Oh. So, now, that's already interesting. But why do you call it a period? So, obviously in football, you have quarters and you have halves. So why do we call it a period? Okay, I'm going to take you out of your misery, if that's okay. Please do. (laughs) So the reason why is because with three periods – Really, what you would have is you would have thirds, right? Uh-huh. And saying, now it's now time for the third third doesn't oh, sound yeah. great. It doesn't necessarily make people feel good in the brain, if that makes no. sense. <laughs> like, you know, it doesn't make people feel so, good in the brain. <laughs> well, you know. It's, it's, That's going on a t-shirt. Well, it does. It makes sense. The words do make sense. But if, you know, you hear a commentator say, and now it's time for the third third, you'd be like, what? Okay. Now it's time for the first third. Yeah. Oof, say that five times fast. Don't right. Like so it it's, it's just a little bit strange so they decided to go with periods Mm -hmm. instead um which i mean technically you could make the argument that if they picked thirds and then we were talking and said that oh they also considered periods we as two females i guess yeah would also would be like well that's weird you know but but that's what we have so um and one of the reason and they did also have a reason why it's three periods and not four Mm -hmm. so Part of, I mean, you have a 60-minute game, right? You could Mm -hmm. easily divide that into four. Mm -hmm. The reason why they did not do that is the pace of the game. I'm not going to make you guess this time. (laughs) The pace of the game. But also, so you know, you've you've been to a a lot of hockey games. The the intermission is a little over 15 minutes long. Yeah. And during that time... Let's face it, there's not a whole lot to do besides watch the Zamboni go around and around. There is entertainment, sure, but mm-hmm. nothing is as fascinating as the Zamboni going around and around. You can see the ice get better, right? Right, so, exactly. Right. I do so that. having that three times in a game instead of just twice didn't really make sense. It would slow it down. It would make the game literally longer. The yeah. amount of time that someone would spend watching or at the arena would be longer. The players would have to be on ice longer, basically, mm-hmm. in some form. In all, Well, in the early 1900s, it's not like they were wearing pads or anything. But now, yeah. imagine doing essentially four 15-minute quarters playing hockey. No. Yeah, you get 
quite exhausted by that point. So it's sort of, they found a middle ground with mm-hmm. three 20 minute periods with 15 to 20 minute intermissions, depending on how many issues there are, because we've seen glass get broken, mm-hmm. <laughs> things like that. Things have to be fixed. But so they decided on that as sort of a middle ground. So it kept play going pretty quickly, but not in so insane that the players are absolutely exhausted mm-hmm. while also providing time for the Zambonis to come in or really at the time in the early 1900s, the hoses to come out, you yeah. know, to fix the ice. So they, you had good ice at some point. People weren't literally falling into holes. So yeah, that would be why we have three 20 minute periods in hockey. You know, that's something I genuinely never thought about, but now that you you've shared it, mm-hmm. it makes sense as to why it's three periods. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's, it is it is kind of common sense, but the fact that it, it's also, it's different than other leagues, right? So mm-hmm. I, when hockey first started as a serious sport league, in a way, they wanted it to be similar you know you have two halves to a game so 30 minutes but then they started realizing that oh that doesn't really work for this sport for various reasons so we're gonna be unique that has been smitty's hockey history corner we love that corner so much (laughs) and now we get to go to the new hockey fan question corner which by the way you guys did you know that we have a google form on our website wikilap.wordpress.com if you were interested and wanted to ask us a new hockey fan question or just a fan question in general or maybe you wanted to say hi or maybe you just wanted to tell how your day was absolutely we love to hear about it i'm nosy if you could not (laughs) tell so i want to know how your day was please share so for this week's fan question we have what is appropriate fan chirping well first maybe we should explain what chirping is just in case yeah we probably should yeah so how would you define chirping i would define chirping as like i i want to say trash talk but that Mm -hmm. doesn't always perfectly encompass it yeah but it's like, it's like when you're sitting around with a bunch of your friends and you're shooting the shit and mm-hmm. you're just kind of poking fun at each other. Sometimes it's just poking fun at each other. Sometimes you're really at each other's throats. It sort of just, you know, mm-hmm. depends. But at the end of the day, you walk away and you're like, oh, that was fun. Yeah. And I think that is probably the most important distinction is that really at the end, chirping is supposed to be fun. Like mm-hmm. some... You could end up with someone's feelings getting hurt, sure, but mm-hmm. it should not be something that legitimately wounds someone emotionally or mentally. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, chirping is not supposed to be... There's a difference between chirping and being a jackass. Right. And we do not encourage that behavior around here. Mm-hmm. So. So if you're at an arena... Or even if you're with your friends watching a hockey game together, where is the line for you? Do you think that I don't? I the way that I would describe this is 
do you have an issue with people yelling at players or is it just in like you just address that as a fan address it mm -hmm. to the team is it okay to chirp other fans that you don't know that kind of mm. stuff i i am hesitant to chirp other fans that i don't know simply mm -hmm. because i think chirping uh really is one of those things where you kind of have to know the when you're chirping a fan you kind of mm -hmm. have to know who it is you're talking to mm -hmm. or at least like in general like your environment and have some sort of like stand, not standing, but like you feel comfortable in the environment that you're in. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm not much of a fan of, of chirping other fans in general, mm -hmm. unless you're just like you know it's your friend and you're being yeah annoying because that's what you do with your friends, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I, especially at an arena. Mm -hmm. Although if someone's being an idiot, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent they. Yeah, they deserve it. Um, yeah. I will 100% make fun of them. Yeah. And I think for me personally, that the line really is, is do you know that person? Yeah. Because if you know them, chirp away-ish. I mean, you don't want to, like, you know them, you want to know them well enough to know that, like, where the line is for them. But if you don't know them, you probably shouldn't, just in case. You'd, uh, you kind of have to consider that with chirping other fans. How do you feel, Painter, about fans chirping players? I think it can be very funny. Yep. I think it can also be very tired <laughs> very quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to me, my thing is, if you're going to chirp somebody, and if you're going to shout a chirp in the arena, yeah, it's one thing when you're at home. You're at home, you do you, bud. <laughs> But when you're in the arena and 15 other people have already said the thing, you're going to shout. Oh, yeah. I promise you, buddy, nobody's going to hear it but you and the 10 people in front of you that are unfortunate enough to be within earshot of you. Mm -hmm. So, because you're screaming bloody murder. So. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, similar. We're not probably, I, I, I hope. We don't get a question about this. Maybe we will eventually. But um, it's similar to the people who yell shoot. Oh, my God. Where you're just like, okay, we get it. We get it. Jesus just Christ. find something else to yell for a bit, you know. What's and also really annoying is when they're like, pass the puck. No yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think they know that. Um, but I, there are certain chirps that, pers that really person to person, it will... This will vary, but there are certain chirps that, like, I personally will find always funny. Um, oh, yeah. As an example, I will find chirping Connor McDavid's house funny every single time. Oh, 100%. But dude has a... <laughs> he has a heated driveway. You cannot get over that heated driveway. I cannot get over the... Listen, I don't... <laughs> Where I live, no. <laughs> But, uh, but you know, yeah, it, it, that's something that I personally would find funny every time. However, I'm sure that there are Edmonton fans, particularly in Edmonton, who may not. 
because they're like, well, yeah, heated driveway. Of course you would have a heated driveway. You live in Edmonton. <laughs> but Yeah, but I just find it very funny. I also find, like, the just the whole design is just ridiculous. The, yeah. The black and the that, yeah. that is a strange kitchen. Um. <laughs> right. But, you know, and it's, it, so it is, you kind of have, that, with that kind of stuff, you do have to know where you are and who you're with and... Mm-hmm. Like, they're not most most likely they're not gonna hear you and if they hear you they're not listening to you I don't know how else to put that so like if when you yeah. when you yell at players the players that, that you are yelling at most likely if you're at an NHL game even an AHL game ECHL mm. game they have been trained for years to tune out the crowd yeah. Except, you know, at the end where, you know, they're celebrating a win or whatever. But, yeah. so they're not, they might, your yelling might hit their ears, but it's not going in their heads. Yeah, I mean, they've been, ba- like you said, they basically have been trained to only pay attention to the cheering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they are not going to pay attention to you calling somebody a duster. Right. And I promise. So, I promise they are not going to hear you call. Although it's very funny to call somebody a duster, <laughs> it is very funny and it is very fun. You don't want to be the person who seems to think that everyone, including the players and the refs, are listening. Yeah, because the refs also have been trained to not hear you. So when you are in public at an arena, if you are yelling. At a bar, please stop. No one wants oh, that. Please stop. Like cheering, great, fine. Yeah. Booing, okay, sure. But yelling chirps at a bar, shut up. No one wants yeah. to hear it. You know. No one wants to hear it. Sh- shut other up, people please. are trying to have conversations. Chirps are really in my mind for three places. One, when you're at home and mm-hmm. watching a game, or like talking about a game. Mm-hmm. Two, when you are in a group chat with your buds, and you're all talking about the game, and you're like, that was ridiculous. And three, really, there's not a third. Occasion, <laughs> like when, no, when you're in the car leaving the game, okay. or you're like out on the concourse and just like doing your thing. I, there is a time and a place for chirps, and chirps can be great and fun and fantastic. Oh, or on the internet. I think that chirping under um, chirping players under reporters' Twitter accounts is Ooh. dumb. Oh yeah, don't don't do that. Don't be that person. That's even worse than yelling at the bar. Yeah, don't be that guy. Like first of all, don't know how to tell you this, but um, journalists are not actually fans of the team. Correct. Crazy, right? Yeah. Like, sometimes they may like the team, and maybe they started out as a fan of the team, but Mm -hmm. as journalists, with journalistic integrity, Mm -hmm. they are not fans of the team. Yeah. And sometimes they're gonna say dumb things, or correct things that you don't want to hear. Yeah. You know, but it's not your job to chirp them in their Twitter replies, Honestly, Correct. the fact that any journalist now, in the future, in the past, has ever allowed replies to be on 
on Twitter is mm. insane. Right? Especially now that Twitter has that feature yeah. that you can make it so people who f- only people you follow can respond to you. Yeah. Follow cool. us at Rookie Laugh on Twitter. No, don't yeah, just don't just don't chirp us in the replies. Because or if we you're don't... gonna chirp us, know that Painter <laughs> Yeah I'm speaking in third person. I'm crazy. So yeah, yeah, Painter's gonna deal with it. Smitty doesn't care. So Painter has chirps for days. Yeah. So So just be careful. I want that smoke. But uh journal we're not journalists. Journalists do not deserve that. So No, they do not. Yeah, don't do it. I occasionally do, but a journalist doesn't. Oh, you occasionally chirp. You don't chirp at journalists. Yeah, no. No, okay, no, 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 okay. no, God, no, God, no, God, no. Okay, I was I chirp my way. dad. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Chirp your dads. Finally, uh, actually, our dumb takes, again, kind of related, and also related to journalists. It's almost like we've known each other yeah. for a very long time. And we get along. Yeah, it's... Somehow. I don't but, know how yeah. you put up with me. Well, you know, we could... We'll talk about that later. Okay, uh, that's fair. <laughs> so, and we, I don't know, we're not going to make this a uh, a soapbox for our political ideals. No, we but, won't do that. This so, is a hockey podcast. Yeah, but we, our dumb takes do have a little, like, they're tangentially related to the Russia-Ukraine crisis slash war now, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm, whatever we're he calling did, it. Did he officially declare war? I, at this point, he might as well. I haven't looked in the past couple hours. He, he, he uh, I believe Putin said that they were doing a special military exercise, which mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I don't know. But anyway. Um, the fishermen. Yeah. So, um, the, so this is tangentially related to the Russia-Ukraine crisis, but we're not going to get into all the politics and human rights abuses and all that we're not going to do that yeah but what we will talk about is how people in general but then also journalists seem to be expecting quotes from russian hockey players yeah i so what is what is your dumb take first painter since about people asking russian hockey players about the situation so, my thing is, and I, I suppose I should find a more delicate way to put this, <laughs> but there's really no other way to talk about it. So, I just want to, I just really have a question, and maybe you can answer it, Smitty. But my thing is, why do we ask athletes to speak on issues that they don't need to speak on, nor are they qualified to speak on? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, okay, so talking specifically about Russian, like, NHL players, okay. None of them have political science degrees. None of them have public relations degrees. I mean, they they are not trained, nor are the people who are training them to talk to media Mm -hmm. trained to be able to handle these remarkably delicate situations and we're just expecting these players to go out and say some like some profound thing i i just had a vision of some poor like media trainer person oh, God. try like 
talking to someone from Sweden who's like, okay, we need to go over the situation where you, like, like your country starts going to war with, like, Norway. We need to go over that situation. But, oh, and, like, the Swedish player's like, why? Like, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so ridiculous. That's like, so ridiculous to me. Like, these are not politicians, nor are they, like, humanitarian. Like, I mean, they- these are athletes at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Yeah. And okay, sure. We maybe you were we're nosy. I'm nosy. Maybe I do want to know what's going on, but also let's be real. None of them are going to give their honest to goodness perspective on anything at this point. Yeah. And it's not fair to expect them to have anything to say to be honest, because I mean, that would be the idea I see it a lot from Americans and Canadians. Mm. This 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 take from Americans, American and Canadian journalists, and just people in general. I saw it a lot from them, and my question really is like, if someone, if a Russian came up to you, and was like, "Hey, what are you, what are your thoughts on?" the historic human rights abuses that America and Canada have perpetuated against indigenous peoples. When that's, like, not your job. No. That's not, like, that's not, it's something that you should know about and you should care about for sure, but that's not appropriate for someone to just randomly at your job come up and ask you about. And at the end of the day, even people who do have to deal with media at times that would just be weird to ask. It so would. Asking that of athletes who, like you said, don't have degrees and this, have not studied it, and frankly ha- may have the words to say, but isn't, English isn't their first language. It's not. And if they came out speaking Russian, that's a whole headline right there. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's... I get, I fully understand, and I fully understand wanting to know what a player's thoughts on a situation are, but expecting them to be articulate about a very delicate situation, about a situation that we don't fully understand everything, you know, it's similar, it's like, are you going to ask another player about how to solve the Middle East just in general? No. You're not gonna, because that's very hard. (laughs) There are people who have studied it or have lived it and don't know what to do. So asking those types of questions is unnecessary, even if we do want those answers. Right. And my thing is as well, and it doesn't, it's not just athletes, but it Mm -hmm. seems especially recently or I say recently, but it's really been growing over the past several years, that we ask athletes these questions that are just, have nothing to do with hockey, Mm -hmm. have nothing to do with their job. And yeah, Yeah. okay, we do want, we've talked before about how we want athletes to have, like especially NHL players to have a personality and talk about things that they care about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, talk about humanitarian causes, but let them be the one that dictates the conversation. Yeah. They have to 
feel comfortable and feel willing and feel safe enough to have that conversation and to have it be steered in the direction that they want it to. Mm -hmm. Like if you want a player to show their personality, give them the space to show it because it seems every time that we ask personal questions or questions that are actually prudent to what is happening in the world around us, they're vilified or Mm -hmm. they're asked these questions and they have no idea how to answer them because on one hand, yeah, they may have thoughts and ideas and feelings and all of us do, but how are we supposed to put them in this box and expect them to say these words and that everybody's going to be happy with it? It's Mm -hmm. just not fair to them. Yeah. And they are humans too. Yeah. And that sort of of dovetails into what I kind of wanted to talk about with my dumb take in that the people, journalists, people online, whoever, if you happen across an athlete, a Russian athlete, or even a Ukrainian athlete, if you happen across one and you ask them questions that have nothing to do with hockey, but obviously thinking about this major world thing happening currently, whatever Mm -hmm. you would like to call it, because words, if you it's happen right if you happen to come across someone like that or a journalist is in front of someone from Russia and you ask about it that tells me immediately that you are only concerned about getting clicks getting mm-hmm. getting fame for something because especially in this scenario um, where we're dealing with a leader of a country who has notoriously made people disappear. Um, people have died suspiciously for even saying small things against mm-hmm. him. Like, what do you expect Russian players to say? Because the minute, if they said anything against, when we've seen this with Artemi Panarin, yeah, he didn't even necessarily do anything against Putin he said something about a political prisoner that was in support of said political prisoner and suddenly he had to leave the NHL to make sure that his family in Russia was okay yeah and to get I'm assuming he got them out we don't actually know because that would be a security issue yep so if that was that bad you want someone to speak on war yeah i don't that that to me that just tells me you're a selfish idiot who wants clicks and you don't actually care about one what that person has to say like legitimately Mm -hmm. you don't care about their family you don't care about their safety all you want is that click of like oh here's what alex ovechkin said yeah here's what one of the svechnikov brothers said here's what any other Russian player has to say about this situation. And none of them are going to talk. No. Because immediately it puts them and their family and literally anyone they know in danger. So you want your clicks? Get your clicks somewhere else. Seriously, there's plenty of other things that you can use to get your clicks at the end of yeah. the day. Ask them War what they're doing. Ask, ask them what they're doing to support women's hockey. Yeah, especially with Women's History Month coming up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a better question. Uh, Yeah. Or even black hockey players. Ask what they're doing. It's Black History Month. Ask them what they're doing to support those players. Because that's about hockey and about 
something that they know, something that they should be able to speak about and have feelings on, and have most likely, honestly, been trained for those questions, but that's Mm -hmm. another issue. But ask them those questions. Don't ask them about, hey, how do you feel about the, you know, the ruler of your country invading another while your aunt and uncle and kids live in that country? Like, yeah, how do you feel about this extremely volatile crisis that everyone is staring at and is absolutely terrified? How does that make you feel? Yeah, and, and, and if you say anything in support of the leader of your country, you're going to get absolutely dragged in the press. Mm-hmm. But if you say anything against it, uh, your family is in danger. Yeah. So you're asking someone to choose literally between their family and their reputation and they're gonna I'm picking family. Yeah. They're yeah. They're gonna choose their family. <laughs> I'm picking family. Yeah. Ten Every times time. out of ten. Yeah. I... Think, you can think I'm I'm a dick all you want. If my family were in that situ- if my family were in that situation, I'd say whatever you wanted. Like I would yeah. say whatever that leader wanted me to say because I'm not letting my family get hurt because mm-hmm. of words I said. So I would be no comment all day long. Yep. Yeah, all day long, I and that's no yeah, and that's really what you're gonna get out of Russian players right now is you're gonna get them saying no comment or something. In, I don't even know. They might even say in, something in support of it just because they have to. Um, yep. Personal, I know I follow F1, like Formula One, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And there's a Russian driver there, and he was asked about it, and he said some. Uh, he made not made light of it. That sounds like he made a joke about it, but mm-hmm. like he didn't use you know very serious words like invasion and war and things like that. And he's getting dragged in the press. I'm like, oh, he's Russian. What do you want him to do? Like even yeah. even though he's rich and his family's powerful, like what do you want him that to say? That doesn't mean anything, right? What do you want him to say? Like your power means next to nothing when the ruler of your country can just as easily say, uh, actually, I don't care how powerful you are. You're dead. Yeah. So you and everybody around you. Yeah. So really just try and make sure that this doesn't get a little bit any more political uh, than it already. But just stop asking Russian players those things or, tr- or even thinking that that is appropriate because it's not. You're not going to get to ask about their job. Yeah. Just continue talking to them about their job. Don't draw attention to them because right now I can guarantee you they're trying to lay as low as possible. Yeah. Don't it's don't make them suffer trauma just because you want clicks or you want to tweet something stupid. I don't know. So just be be a nice person to people who are going through some stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So but, empathy. Yeah, but those are our are similar but important dumb takes of the weeks uh, of the weeks because we definitely uh, we are a bi-weekly podcast. I don't know. That sounds like we do it twice a week and we do not. We do it every other week. Uh, because we're busy yeah unhinged and busy that's what this podcast should have been called unhinged and busy so that brings an end to this podcast for these two weeks it seems it feels weird to say this week because that sounds like we're gonna 
like upload something next week or not. Well, but, we could just say this brings the end of this edition of Rookie Lab. We probably should, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> that brings us to the end of this edition of Rookie Lab. Um, like Painter said earlier, we have a Google form that you can send us news stories. You can ask us questions. You can tell us a secret, whatever you want, really. Uh, just let us know what you want us to talk about, and we will. Obviously, we will talk about most things. We yeah. are also on Twitter and Instagram at Rookie Lab, and there will be an Instagram post for this next episode. I'm saying will, so I better do it. <laughs> this is how Smitty <laughs> makes themselves do stuff, is that she says there will be something, and yeah. therefore she wills it into existence. That doesn't yeah. typically work for me, yeah. but... Well, I have to listen back to this, so I hear it, and I go, oh, yeah. no, okay. <laughs> yeah. Past Smitty is yelling. Uh, so, yeah. The so, day shift is making the night shift do work. <laughs> yeah. So there, so there will be something on our Instagram soon, and we do occasionally do stuff on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We have, we're, we're still getting used to the whole changing accounts thing. Because you don't need my F1 tweets. So, although, yeah, you know, sometimes that might happen because I'm that dumb. But anyway, we're also, all of the sources from today, the news sources and the history section, history segment, history corner, whatever one, will also be on rookielap.wordpress.com. I'm getting better at that. It's still not Wookielap. <laughs> still not. And... We'll also do some tinkering on that blog as well to make sure that we always have the NHL rulebook up to, so you can follow along if you want. And there's also, Painter, did you add the link to the form? I did, yes. Okay, so the, the link to the, the Google form where you can submit things is also on WordPress. So feel free to go anywhere, do anything. Well, not go anywhere and do anything. Don't do that. Be smart about it. But, you know... Uh, we are most places just very quiet right now, really, <laughs> because Painter switched phones. <laughs> so, because I usually am the one that's very good about tweeting a lot of things. Yeah, but, and so. yeah, and I, I, most of my tweets are usually just about. Well, there's there's some F one stuff recently that I've been tweeting about, so I don't tweet a lot, but personally, I I tweet a lot. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, I know because I have you on, like I have notifications of when you tweet. So, uh, well, I haven't been tweeting as much lately. That's true. So, yeah, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and find us on WordPress. Basically, I hope that your teams win all of their games this week, Painter. Except for when they're playing against mine. I forgot about that part. <laughs> That's how tired I am. Yeah. Well that, well, that works out better. So, yeah. Be safe out there, friends. It's, it's a little crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs>